You're listening to Your Financial Compass with Scott Vallon. These shows are designed to provide information to both pre- and post-retirees so you can make well-informed decisions about your financial future. Our Financial Compass process goes beyond traditional holistic planning. We care as much about you and your lifestyle as we do about your plan. At the Bullman Wealth Group, we want to help you define what matters most and inspire you to go and do it. Your host is Bullman Wealth Group financial advisor, Scott Vallon, who for more than a decade has made a difference in his clients' lives by providing financial leadership. Hello there, and welcome to the Your Financial Compass podcast. My name is Scott Vallon. I'm a financial advisor with the Bullman Wealth Group out in Roseville, California. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And uh, speaking of Bullman Wealth Group, by the time you hear this, it's going to be after the fact. But the president of our firm, his name is Chris Bullman. Today is actually his 50th birthday. So wanted to wish him a happy birthday. I've been working with Chris now almost 12 years. So I remember him back in his 30s. But Chris turns 50 today. Excited for him. And I'm proud to call him a friend and consider him like a brother. So with that said, folks... Um, If you've been listening, each week we tackle a different topic and do a little bit of a dive into it. And today's one is unique because I've done a podcast before about Social Security, but there's a kind of a, well, not even a quirk to it, but there's an element to it that I think we should cover today because I get a lot of questions about it, and that is Social Security benefits for a spouse. This question comes up a lot, especially with our clients that are in their 60s and really starting to ponder Social Security. So I figured I would just do a quick, you know, lean and mean podcast about how spousal Social Security benefits work, including if you're divorced. So we're going to walk through what the parameters are, what they mean, you know, because Social Security plays a big part of someone's retirement income plan. And that's why, you know, understanding it, how it works, the different parameters of it uh, is very important. So like I said, I get a lot of questions about spousal social security. So I thought, why don't we just kind of dive into it? So with spousal social security, you know, in some instances over the years, one spouse might be, you know, a breadwinner by a tremendous amount. That's not true in every case, but in some instances, one person's income might be a lot higher. And as we know, obviously, the higher income you make, the bigger your Social Security benefits. Sometimes a spouse might not work and they take care of kids or or what have you. You know, their benefit might be less. So it's one of those things just understanding, well, if I was that spouse that either didn't work or maybe I stopped working once the kids were born or I didn't work for a long time, then went back to work and didn't pay into Social Security as long, what does that mean for me? So first off, if you're receiving Social Security payments in retirement, you know, your spouse or former spouse may qualify to receive up to 50% of your benefits. And, you know, one common misconception is, well, gosh, is that going to affect my benefit? You know, say I'm collecting Social Security and my spouse is going to collect you know, their spousal benefit, does it reduce mine? No. Simple answer is it does not. So you're not giving anything away from your benefit by having your spouse collect their spousal benefit. So let's just get that out of the way right away. So let's walk through 
each of the different basic parameters. To be eligible for spousal benefits, there's a few items on the checklist. Uh, First, you must be at least 62 years old, just like if you were going to collect your own Social Security benefits. Uh, You must be married to someone currently receiving their Social Security benefits. Um, You must have been married at least one year to that recipient. And you can't receive a higher Social Security benefit based on your own work history. What does that mean? Boiling it down to a phrase, you're going to get the higher of two things. One, let's think of it like this. If your spouse or if your basic Social Security benefit is $1,000 a month, say your name is John or Jane Doe, and if you're going to start collecting Social Security and you're supposed to get 1000 a month, well, then you look at your spouse. What if their benefit was $2,400 a month? Well, in that case, as we said, the spousal benefit is 50%. So if that spouse is getting $2,400 a month, well, that means your benefit will be $1,200, which in turn is higher than your benefit of $1,000. So what that means is you would take, in that instance, the spousal benefit of $1,200. So you get kind of a $200 raise. So you're always going to get the higher of the two right off the bat. I get a lot of folks I'll meet with and like, gosh, I haven't worked in so many years. My benefit's nothing. And I, I remind them, hey, here's how the spousal benefit works. And it's kind of a pleasant surprise when they realize, hey, they could get a tremendously higher amount than they thought. Uh, but here's the thing. You don't get both. I mean, that should go without saying. If your benefit's 1000 and your spousal benefit is 1200 in the example I just gave, well, you can't collect both. You just get one of the two. And, you know, Social Security was just, they're going to be able to calculate that. Or your financial advisor, a lot of times I'll sit down with folks and we'll kind of map it out. But another thing is that spouse, say you're going to collect your spousal benefit, well, your spouse needs to be collecting their benefit. So in that same instance I gave, say John Doe is 66 and his benefit is $2,400 a month, and say Jane Doe is 66 and her spousal benefit will be $1,200, well, if he's not collecting his benefit, you can't go collect the spousal benefit. You can't just say, well, if he was collecting in this instance, I would get $1,200. If he is not collecting in this instance, you can't go in and say, well, I want to start mine. They have to have already started theirs. I think of my in-laws. Um, my father-in-law, you know, he's been on his Social Security benefit. My mother-in-law is just starting her um, spousal. I think she just started it here recently, and you know, we walked through the different scenarios. But you know, she got a raise because her spousal benefit was higher. But there's another important factor to understand is there's all, as I've said before in you know social security podcasts, there's something called full retirement age. That's where um, the Social Security Administration views you as your fully retired version. And that goes anywhere from 66 on up. So say your full retirement age was 66. Well, if you start any time prior to that, well, at 66, you're, you're entitled to 100% of your benefit. Well, if you start earlier than that, you're not going to get 100%. And the same is true when you're collecting spousal Social Security benefits. And this is an important thing to remember if one spouse is a little bit older than the other. 
So think of it like this. Let's use some numbers. Um, for example, if a worker's full retirement age, let's go back to John and Jane Doe. Say John Doe is retired. He's 66 is his full retirement age, and he's collecting his Social Security benefits. Well, if Jane Doe is younger than him, and she wants to start collecting prior to her full retirement age, say her full retirement age is 67, well, guess what? She's not going to get the full 50%. So say John Doe is 66, Jane Doe is 62, and he's collecting his um, Social Security benefit. If she started then, when she was 62, she'd get 35% of her spouse's benefit. She wouldn't get 50. She gets a reduced amount of that half. Each year you wait, it creeps up a bit. If she were to start at 63, she'd get 37.5%. If she started at 64, she'd get 41.7%. And if she started at 65, she would get 45.8%. So this is something to keep in mind if one spouse is older than another. In understanding, well, gosh, say, you know, I want to start collecting now, but I'm only going to get 35%. Well, maybe we should wait a little bit. Um, and try to make up the difference a bit. and Because each year we wait, I always joke, it kind of marinates, the Social Security benefit marinates. And, uh, you know, you can get a higher amount each year you wait. Or it's like, hey, we need the money now, or maybe we can take that money and reinvest it. But you just have to understand you're going to get a smaller amount um, if you are not your full retirement age and you're trying to collect your spousal benefit. And I forgot to mention this at the top. If anything you hear today prompts a question or you want to talk further about it, you can always reach out to us. The best way would be via email, and that email is ask, A-S-K, at bullmanwealth.com. So that's A-S-K at B-U-L-M-A-N, wealth.com. And you can say, hey, you know, here's my situation. Maybe you're one of our clients and you want to talk further about it, or you're hearing this podcast for the first time, but you can reach out and we'll be happy to chat further with you. But another thing that comes into play with Social Security benefits is, you know, what if you're divorced? You know, we've talked with a lot of folks. We have a lot of clients that that are divorced. And uh, that spousal Social Security benefit still comes into play. So all the prior parameters are true if, you know, they need to be collecting. So, So let's map that out. You know, if you've been married before and you're now divorced from that person, you can still collect on your spousal Social Security benefits. There's a couple parameters, which I'll detail in a second, but you're still entitled to that. Again, it goes back to they must be of age and they must be collecting, but there's a couple big factors that can affect if you can collect this or not, if you're you know, the divorced spouse. One, you must have been married to that person for at least 10 years. So say you were married for five years and got divorced uh, guess what? You can't collect on their benefit. Another thing is you can't be remarried. Let's use the instance of you were married to someone for 15 years, and then you get remarried. You've been remarried for two years. Well, you can't go back and collect on that prior spouse's benefit, even if it was higher than, say, the current spouse's. It doesn't work that way. Um, so you cannot be remarried if you're trying to collect you know, spousal divorce benefits. And as I said at the beginning, by collecting spousal benefits, it does not affect 
their, you know, the ex-spouse's benefits. So as much as in some instances you might want it to, you know, especially if there's a divorced spouse and hoping, strangely, that you would, it would reduce their benefit, guess what? It doesn't. They, they, they're not even going to know in most instances, say you haven't been um, in contact anymore and you're collecting a spousal and an ex-spouse, they're not even going to know unless you tell them. So because it doesn't affect their benefit. There's also a unique instance that can arise sometimes if someone has passed away prior, you know, to being Social Security age. So if a couple was married and one of the spouses passes away, and if there are children under, you know, that are still minors under the age of 18 or 18 or younger, the surviving spouse can collect benefits on the behalf. If that surviving, say, for instance, a spouse dies and the kids are, you know, 10 and 5. Well, each one of those kids can, I believe the number is up to 75% of the deceased parents' full retirement age Social Security benefit. So say that full retirement age, just for easy math, the Say uh, one of the parents passed and they were entitled to get $1,000 a month at their full retirement age. Well, in that instance, each kid could get up to $750 a month until they're 18. So in this instance, if that kid was five years old, they could be getting that $750 a month until they're 18. And, you know, it's a little known thing and it can really come in handy, you know, to try to replace maybe some of that income that was lost when when the parent passed. So that's another instance that comes into play if, uh, you know, if, if one spouse passes and there's still younger children that are 18 or younger. Um, as I said at the beginning, you know, today's is going to be a little bit shorter, just a unique kind of situation about spousal social security benefits. I'll do a quick little recap. As I said earlier, spousal social security works like this. Uh, As a spouse, you can either claim Social Security benefits based on your own earnings history, or you can collect a benefit that's up to 50% of your spousal Social Security benefit. You don't get both. Um, As we said, if you start earlier than your full retirement age, you don't get 50%. It's a smaller amount. Also, the spouse whose benefits you're collecting on, you know, they need to be collecting. You know, they they have to have already started getting their benefits. And also, you don't get to pick and choose. You're get well. Obviously, you'd always choose the higher, but you're gonna get the higher of the two. If ha- you know, if, if your spousal benefit is higher than your own benefit, Social Security Administration is gonna automatically pay you that higher amount. But it's one of those things, you know. In my opinion, as a financial advisor, retirement income planning is, from a number standpoint, the most important thing that we do. And factoring these different things in is very important when we sit down to map out someone's retirement income and and looking at the different equations and when should we start or should we start at this age or you know if if one spouse is younger than the other spouse and they're trying to collect their benefits we have to take in mind you're not going to get the full 50% so maybe do we wait a couple years what have you so it's all part of an income plan and if that's something you haven't done yet and you're interested you can reach out again at that email I gave you earlier ask at bullmanwealth.com. But uh, hopefully some of what I shared today answers some of your questions. I get asked about it a lot. Hopefully you found it useful. But again, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear or you've been listening, leave a review, leave a star rating on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, wherever you're hearing this, I would be greatly appreciative. But I'm, I'm grateful nonetheless that you've been listening. So take care and we'll talk to you next time. This show's content is for information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or an indication of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Opinions expressed are solely those of Bullman Wealth Group and our editorial staff. The information contained in this material has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. Any statements of opinions expressed should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of any state other than the states where otherwise legally permitted. Advisory services are offered through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, Bowman Wealth Group, and Brookstone Wealth Advisors, registered investment advisors. Insurance products are offered and sold through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, BWG Insurance Agency.